think of a way to start this damn podcast still didn't still didn't think of anything pithy to say <laughs> other than hey hi howdy how the fuck you doing how the girl? fuck is it going we've been missing you something big something just oh just you know when you get that deep ache that just oh yeah for pizza rolls right pizza rolls exactly yeah. <laughs> i know the pizza rolls ache. yeah Pizza, yes. Pizza bagels, pizza bites. I can't do bagels. I never liked them either. They're too the bagel thick. bites. They're too thick. Was never into them. They, uh, they like scraped the roof of your mouth because the bread was so just Unyielding. hard when it was toasted. You know what I mean? And they yeah. just like, I mean, it was literally just like scraping the roof of your mouth. Yes, bagel bites um, eats you. Bagel bites eat you as you eat it. <laughs> It's like pineapple. Pineapple eats you as you eat it. That's this why is your true. mouth's always like raw afterwards. This is very true. Yeah. Oh my God. It it's been a month. It has. It really has. Probably even over a month. I don't know. We it's took just a vacation. Kind of lost track of time. Yeah, I guess. I mean, what the fuck? I guess it's fucking season three. Who knows? We took a vacation. Fucking... Yeah, we don't really <laughs> I don't know. Just welcome. Remember in the beginning when you would mark things with seasons? When did we stop? Around, I know, around I still do. Something? I oh, do. You still, oh, I've always done look that. Look at you. What season are we in then? Three. <laughs> did you just change, did you just update it whenever you want? This is yeah, pretty much. Is this the first episode of season three? No, no it's still the same. The number of episodes continue, but the seasons change. There's a there's something very poetic in there. Somewhere. Is there a month hiatus in season three though, or was that like we finished season two and now we're in season three? Yeah. Okay, so this is the first episode of season three. For real, yeah. Wow. Uh huh. It's three. a whole new world. It's a whole new show. This is the. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, the oh, fuck. What's the? What do you? Why am I like? I haven't podcasted in fucking so long. I can't. I can't even think. It's the um, not the sequel, but the trilogy. Trilogy. That's Trequel. the word I was looking for. I was honestly gonna say. <laughs> My brain wanted. To I say was gonna trequel. say triquel. 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 Yes. That explains it all. Yes. You know who's going to have something to say about that, um, about your podcasting abilities, is YouTube. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to bring up YouTube. Oh, because of course that, I have um, to. Yeah, if you were waiting on us to just get into the topic, I'm sorry. Maybe you've forgotten how things work around here, but... Um, we need to talk about at least seven other issues first. <laughs> I mean, honestly. It's been a month. It's been a month. You know what, though? Barbara Charrington's going to say, curb yourself and tell the story. That's what she said. Curb saying. yourself and tell the story. I, can I just say, that I absolutely love that. Curb yourself, curb yourself. <laughs> and tell the story. Like, I'm, I'm, I get, I'm, so I'm sort of. I'm sort of enamored with Barbara for this comment because I do feel like it is sort of like a me to me moment. Like I feel like that's me speaking uh-huh. to myself in the mirror in, in my moments Curve of just yourself. like absolute self dread. Um, but also, fuck you, Barbara. I'm not a journalist, and I never claimed to be. At what point in the opening of this show did you ever hear me say? Um, we didn't even tell you who the fuck we are. No. First of all, Mm-mm. you should know, um, I guess. <laughs> um, but I never said, hey, uh, it's the Haunted Heart Podcast with Kenny and Katie. Welcome to our journalism podcast. Did I say we were a journalism <laughs> podcast? No. Uh-uh. Did I say that that we were that we were fucking 48 hours or whatever? No. No. Did I say that we were going to explain the science behind things? No. No. In fact, plenty there are plenty of times where we actively say do not listen 
to yeah. our advice most of the time. <laughs> Listen to the advice of your medical professionals yeah. and, you know, just professionals in general. My advice is to find somebody whose advice you can follow. <laughs> this is probably yeah. not me. YouTube is one of those things where it's just like, it, it, it just hates you. Yeah. And people are just... I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. There was that. No. What was that? That one comment that. Oh, she said pride cometh before the fall. Was that a comment from you? <laughs> it, pride cometh before the fall. I don't know who she was talking to. Stunning. But ma'am, I'm here to tell you pride may cometh before the fall, but wall cometh before the mart. And that's where we're from. Okay. <laughs> from Walmart. So. From the town of Walmart. Yes. No, I just, That's, I feel like YouTube is very, YouTube is a very toxic social platform. Um, If you're listening to this on YouTube right now, bless you. We love you. We love you and we want you to be well. Um, But it, YouTube is very interesting. Um, It's, it's, it's a very like weirdly toxic place and it's we so we post our episodes on YouTube not because we're trying to make it big on YouTube like we're not again we have said this many times we are not film stars we are like podcast mm-hmm. not stars we're voice talent <laughs> not face talent right we're we're not here to serve the face but the reason that we actually put our episodes on YouTube in full is because we've heard from like quite a few listeners that that's where they choose to listen to us. They, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they don't have a podcast app that they go to. Um, it's just easier for them to stream off of YouTube. And so we do put our episodes there for those people. But what was interesting is during the break, somehow we got picked up by the YouTube algorithm and YouTube was confused. And so like everybody was like commenting on our shit and they were just like why are you here why are you doing this one of my favorite ones was um who are you and why do you do this uh that was that was uh, the same comment from the one who said uh um, pride cometh before the fall she well, wrote I, she made two comments you know i could say the same thing to her though like who are you and why are you doing this <laughs> that one was great that, that one was great who are you and why are you doing this yeah and then you know i i saw that and then i took a look in the mirror and i just had a <laughs> A full-blown crisis. Yeah. Who am I and why am I? Why am I doing this? I say as I just plummet off the side of the building. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, commenter. Yeah, thanks for that. And then also, yeah, thanks to that one motherfucker who wrote a fucking essay. Dissertation. Incredible. Fucking. Stunning. uh, On how incorrect I am. Or not, not, not necessarily how incorrect, but just how like. They couldn't understand why I got to the point that I got to. And they how were like, how fucking dumb are you? Are. <laughs> how fucking dumb are you that like you think that there was foul play with this? I mean, it's not like, you know, there was a foot that was cut off uh, and, you know, found in a boot. You know, I mean, there was nothing, absolutely nothing suspicious about anything in your case. You fucking dumbass. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. It was good. It was good. I'm glad I you spent it. all that energy on that. And my response to that is, okay. Yeah, it's fine. And it's very interesting. It's just, it was it was kind of cool to see like our world combine with like, like collide, I guess, with the YouTube world. And like, it was interesting. But then a couple people were like, oh yeah, this is cool. Like there were a lot of nice comments too. It's just the, it's just the bad comments on YouTube are so bad that it's just like hilarious. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we didn't plan that at all. But if we met you on YouTube through that struggle, then uh, great. Glad you're here. Glad yeah. the algorithm <laughs> brought you to us. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, it's been a good month. It's it has been. Good been. Month. We're in October. I'm lying. It hasn't been. I was really stressed out the whole uh-huh. time, but it's all right. It's October now. You know, spooky season. Yes. Now the weather this, has been phenomenal. This is gonna be a good fucking month. Except for today, it was hot today. Weirdly, it was yeah. weirdly hot today, and I had a sweater on, and I was mad, but it was okay. It's okay. I'm still drinking my pumpkin cream cold brew. Yeah, I, in defiance of the heat. Still, still looking for my text asking me would I like anything from the Starbucks. <laughs> 
on the run that you made before we started recording. Still, still it, looking for that tag. It was a last minute decision. Mm-hmm. I have not had dinner yet, mm-hmm. and so the coffee is substituting food right now. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be interesting. If you hear any rumbles from my stomach, yeah, then that's what that is. Yeah. Take you it might. or leave it. You might. It's an e- Look at it as an Easter egg that we <laughs> we put in for you, you know? <laughs> it's like a stomach rumble. They're like, I really didn't miss this. I didn't. <laughs> That's what I they're, didn't. all of the listeners, they're like, hmm, didn't yeah, miss I, this. Thought I, I did. Wow. Didn't. They really are shit. It got worse. It got worse. Um, it got worse. No, but we are excited to be back. We've got a fresh, uh, cool little intro for you. We've got um, some cool things that's we happening do. this month, which uh, you know you've seen us tease. If you're part of our Facebook group Fuck or yeah. follow us on any of our social medias, we're really excited because we're. Uh, doing a Halloween special with Snacks with Stein, yes. which is really cool. And we're really excited um, to release that for you guys. It's kind of like our own fun little um, audio story about the Halloween tree yes. by Ray Bradbury. So. Yes. It's like when they put H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds on the radio and didn't tell anybody except way less of a, <laughs> of a complete tra- travesty. Um. So it's like that, but more fun, less devastating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we are, it's it's like a teledrama. Um, Tele? Tele? Are we on TV? Should we say, de- no, we already went over that. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a radio drama. Yeah. Radio play? An audio, audio drama. Play. Okay. It's, it is what it is, but it's basically, <laughs> we're going to get together um, and we are going to tell you guys a story in two parts. And it's based off of Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree, as Kenny has said. And we made sure, all of you guys that have kids out there who are celebrating spooky season, we made sure that this is a 100% PG audio drama for you. So this Mm -hmm. is something that you can get your kids in the room. You guys can sit down, turn on all the lights, light some candles, and listen in to parts one and part two next week that we're going to drop for you. Um... On the 13th and the 15th. So instead of doing an episode next Wednesday, you will actually get two installments of the audio drama. And it's 100% like safe for your kids. We don't curse. I know it's really, it's really fucking hard yeah. to believe, but we don't curse. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was something that we had kind of talked with folks and, you know, they had expressed interest before in having some family-friendly content. So there you go. Mm-hmm. For you. I thought it was just, I really wanted to create something that everyone could listen to. And I think that it is something that is just that, like, you can, even if you don't have kids, like, it's still cool to listen to. It's not just for kids, but, like, something that everyone can listen to. And you don't have to, like, hide it from your fucking boss at work. Like, I think it, I think it encapsulates the spirit of Halloween yeah. in the sense that it can be enjoyed by everybody. Communally. Yep. And that was kind of what we were going for. Um, so hopefully you like it. Hopefully you think it's cool. Maybe you think it's really fucking lame, but I'm sure YouTube we'll see will, what YouTube, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what YouTube has to say about it. And then we'll just move on with our lives. Our next comment from YouTube's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so, um, so that's that. Um, as Kenny said, we have a couple things um, coming down the pike, but we will um, kind of update you guys as we go along. And we're mm-hmm. feeling we're feeling funky. We're feeling fresh. We're feeling energized, and we're feeling like it's time to get this fucking show on the road. Yeah, definitely. So with that energy, we're gonna dive in to our first story of season motherfucking three. Season three, I guess. Yep. It's not mine. <laughs> It's not. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's It's not. not. I'm just here listening. I am here for the show. Just kick back. Ease back. All right. I'm eased. Are you you done? Are you ready? (laughs) Is it time? Yes. Okay. They've been waiting a month for this. Do you think we should make them wait I mean, they can wait another like 14 (laughs) minutes. That's perfectly fine. So, um, coming back in to your ear holes. Uh, you know it's me, so you know you're in trouble. 
Um, and you know we're about to get real depressed. <laughs> we spent a Fuck. while talking. We spent a while talking so we could be on them good vibes. But now we're gonna we're gonna leave we're gonna leave that behind. <sighs> so just put those good vibes in a box because you're gonna need to pull them out just later. Bring them back out at the end of the show. You're gonna, you're gonna need to pull them back out later. <laughs> March 12th, 2004, Fresno, California. What started out as a routine custody dispute at a house in the west central area of the city suddenly and inexplicably escalated into the worst mass murder in Fresno's history. Preceded by years of abuse and manipulation, the events of March 12th culminated in a shocking and horrifying discovery few could have imagined. This is the case of Marcus Wesson, the vampire cult murderer. All right. So, number one, I have no clue. I don't know what this is about. haven't heard of it. So, all fresh for me. Vampire cult, totally into that into that vampire cult you think okay? that you are you are gonna remember L- that let me all right let me rephrase it let me rephrase into that aesthetic right nice vampire cult like maybe like this cult boys? like hmm maybe that's it's my problem. much less lost boys and it's much more we're going to jail. Well, if like, I had okay, well, let me let me rephrase. If I had a vampire cult, I would make sure that we give back to the community. Yeah, it would be fucking amazing. It would be like the Hell's Angels. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. This isn't that. This is not that. God. 100% not that. Okay. Not even 1% that. Very much in the spirit of the season though. Well, vampy, yeah. little vampy topic. You know, that's what that's what I was thinking and then as as often happens to me, <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, we could talk about this because this is like an element of this. And then you dig in and it's just real sad. Mm. And you're like, well, they going to get it anyway. So <laughs> here we go. So before we examine the tragic events of that day in 2004, let's take a look at how we got there. So we're going to do a... Work. Oh, uh, uh, do I need to insert a, a, a sound clip here? I think we covered it. Okay. I think we live action just we we fucking did it live. <laughs> <laughs> we did. So uh, we're going to take a look at how we got there in the early 1960s is where we are. So the fashion is on point. Yep. We we're in. um was going on in the 60s it was like very mod right <laughs> yes <laughs> yep it sure was <laughs> that's like twiggy right mod yeah yes all right cool um, we're, we're, it may have been mm. a little early for twiggy i don't know maybe like late 60s was her we're, we're, i'm just maybe? gonna say it's mod man yeah, 60s mod 60s yeah. mod yes shapes primary colors youtube will let us know youtube will let us know what uh-huh. this, what was happening uh-huh. in the 60s uh-huh so, in the early 1960s, Marcus Wesson was a high school dropout who was stationed in Europe with the Army. He had been born in Kansas and raised as a Seventh-day Adventist. Wesson claimed that his mother was a religious fanatic. His father, though, was far from the religious ideal. Wesson alleged that he was an alcoholic and a child abuser who abandoned the family when Wesson was still a child. Following his tour of duty in Europe, so to say, Wesson returned to the U.S. and fucking bailed on the military for reasons unknown. Soon, though, he became involved with Rosemary Solorio, a married woman living in San Jose, California. It must have heated up pretty quickly because Solorio soon busted up with her husband and Wesson moved in with her and her children. Mm. So if you can't tell by the tone... This would prove to be pretty damn ominous. I mean, it doesn't give me good vibes, that's for sure. I just, I feel like these cards are not, you know, giving me what I want right now. The cards are like, here's the way to not go. This is not the path to go down. Europe could have kept this one, as far as I'm concerned. Europe could have kept it. (laughs) Could have kept it. I didn't need him back in the U.S. Um... 
1971, it was all smiles and happy tears as Solorio gave birth to Wesson's son. What Solorio didn't know, however, was that Wesson had simultaneously been cultivating a relationship with one of Solorio's daughters from her former marriage, Elizabeth. And in 1974, at the age of eight, Elizabeth was married to 27-year-old Marcus Wesson in a home ceremony conducted by Wesson himself, who claimed that God had chosen her to be his bride. Mm-mm. And it gets worse, as you might have expected. When Elizabeth turned 12, Wesson began sexually abusing her. At age 15, Wesson married his child bride legally, following the announcement of her pregnancy. Four months after their official union, Elizabeth gave birth to her first child. She would birth 10 more children by Marcus Wesson by the time she turned 26. Shit. Yeah. It just it just starts real bad and then and then gets worse. So So this woman just let her daughter like They literally don't like I looked at multiple like, sources for this case and like tried to figure out what happened to that Rosemary Solorio woman and like she I guess she just fucking dipped. Cause they don't really mention her after like after he child bride weds Elizabeth, like she's just never mentioned again. Just she she dipped. I mean, I'm sure somebody on fucking YouTube knows exactly what happened, but like yeah, actually, she's just well, not, this is what happened. Um, she's just not mentioned. I guess she just fucking eased out. Like I don't know. What do you do? What do you, certainly that's not that wouldn't be anything easy about what. I would do. But, um, yeah, she's just never, she never gets mentioned again. And I guess they never got married. Like, they had a kid together. But, you know, none of the, none of the research says that they got married. Um, that Rosemary lady. So I guess he would just, like, got (laughs) Elizabeth and got out. Okay. That's what we're just gonna, we're just gonna say she just, she fucked off somewhere. Uh, So, in a bizarre move, one of Elizabeth's younger sisters later left her own seven children with her sister and Wesson, claiming that she was unable to care for them. But it's difficult to believe that Wesson was any better equipped to care for the kids, given that he never held a steady job, and he preferred to live off welfare instead, and later off the earnings of his adult children, who had to seek his permission in order to be allowed to work outside the home. Mm. See, we we entered fucked up a long time ago, yeah. right? Um, but I, I I I am starting to see the formation of said cult like right. behavior right here and concerning, right? Because you've got this man who um, has all these people around, and it, so. It, there's so many like so she it was her this person's sister is that what you said dropped well, Elizabeth, the, elizabeth's it was sister, elizabeth's yeah, sister ditched, ditched a bunch just of her ditched kids. her kids why i don't understand yeah i don't really either um but why would you do that what she just decided to do i guess and now these people, you have to have all, permission to work outside the home? I'm sorry. All the parents listening to this podcast are like, I I mean, I, I fight the, the urge to drop my kids off somewhere every fucking day. I mean, <laughs> but what I don't understand here is, is you that you don't. have, you need permission to work outside of the home. Okay. Yeah. Is working inside the home going to pay the bills? Because... Um, Work from I mean, home. Is it COVID? Is it a COVID <laughs> I mean, are we are we Zoom calling? Yeah. Are we are we remote working from home? Because I need to know. Uh what like how the fuck else do you think that we're supposed to support this cult family here? Yeah. And it's not gonna be just fucking washing your shitty britches. Yeah. Ew, I bet his britches weren't really shitty. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Next. So in nineteen eighty nine. Wesson was convicted of welfare fraud and perjury, which could have contributed to his significant distrust of police. For years, he warned his wife, Elizabeth, 
who it feels weird to call her that but I mean she was um for years he warned her and the children to prepare for the day when the devil with a badge and a blue uniform would show up at their door until then he sequestered and homeschooled the family in a series of hideaways along the California coast and homeschooled if you can't tell in that sentence I have it in quotes they're real big quotes because I don't think this man was qualified to teach a child anything (laughs) so that school part is very debatable. Debatable. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like I don't think he. I don't like, think, think he was teaching them. I don't think he was doing a lot of teaching. No. And if it was, it probably wasn't anything good. Yeah. Uh, very shady. So one of the places, one of these like so-called hideouts, was Tamales Bay, south of San Francisco, where. Wesson anchored a rusted-out sailboat and hid the children. Gypsy Wesson, uh, in an interview after all this went down, told ABC News that Marcus Wesson would often leave the children unattended on the boat for four or five months at a time below deck so no one would see them and ask why they weren't in school. So they would, like, he would literally just put them below the deck and make them stay there. So that nobody would see them and raise any questions. So they're just living on a boat. Yeah, because of course none of them are in school. None of these children are enrolled in like public school. Nobody knows that. So nobody just, knows these children exist. So we're just on like a docked boat type situation. I guess. Because I'm assuming that it's not out at sea, and we're on a docked boat situation, and you've got these. You know, they're living in the boat, yep. living in the bottom yeah. of the boat. Yeah, I don't think this man was a sailor. I don't think that he was sailing this sailboat. I think he was. You don't just think he was spit shot an old schooner yeah. and getting it, you know, yeah, ready he, to. He, he wasn't in the fair the winds, right? He was an army man. So. Sail those seven seas right on out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, he won't doing that. Yeah. This boat was rusted for sure. Yeah, it was. I'm definitely. thinking like tugboat, tugboat, rusted tugboat. What I'm I'm picturing right now, I'm not really picturing speedboat. I'm picturing like more like a tugboat. Got it. Got really it. dirty, rusty. It was probably like fucking named like SS Marianne. SS. Some bullshit. SOS. SOS. Someone fucking help me. Yeah. Um. So two hours south of Tamales Bay was another hideout in a remote spot high in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Wesson had the family pitch a huge army surplus tent, and they lived in that encampment for the better part of 12 years, away from the prying eyes of neighbors, social workers, and the police. Okay, so... You I totally the tent. I, you, you know what, though? Okay, take away the tent... Take away all of the suspicious behavior. And, you know, I'm kind of into, you know, fucking off in a cabin. For 12 and fucking man- years? Oh, I take mean, away the tent. Take yeah, away I the tent and like a cabin, like a nice home somewhere in the mountains, just kind of away from people. I'm into that. But we've got to upgrade from this tent situation. N- not. Can not you it. fucking imagine... Like, I could probably count on one hand the How number of nights this that I have spent sleeping in a tent. I mean, no shade to anybody who likes camping, but it's just not for you, girl. I Let, need, I'm going to need me some kind of bed. I need me some kind of padding, a man to sleep on, on the ground. The ground is not for me. The ground is too hard. It. I mean... I need some form of flesh or mattress beneath me. The last time I slept in a tent, I think it was... In the backyard yeah. of my best friend's house. And I think I ended up just fucking going inside at like, I wait, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was just really cold and dewy. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, and I'm just like, not for me. Yeah. Absolutely not. You know, only, mm. only on Mayday. <laughs> you know, call me, call me on Beltane. Um, we can, we can do that. And that'll be the one day of the year that we do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're more like living room, like floor <laughs> tent type people. You know what I mean? Like we're Blue we're tent. like blanket we're more tent. Blanket, blanket tent, tent in people. The living with all the pillows. It's lovely. Fairy lights. Yes. Snacks. 
lots of blankets. We're very that less like, you know, tarp tent people. We're blanket tent people, not tarp tent people. Agreed. Now I want to make a blanket tent and put some fairy lights in it and watch some fucking horror movies. (laughs) Now I want to do that. But instead, we have to talk about um, this. And that makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, most likely, it was the darkness Wesson was cultivating within the family that served as his motivation to stay off of law enforcement's radar for so many years. Following his marriage to Elizabeth, his child bride... Marcus Wesson collected bizarre beliefs and welded them together to create his own fanatical cult-like religion, which he imposed on his family. He hand-wrote his own version of the Bible in crumpled-up, mildewed notebooks, in which he claimed that Jesus was a vampire. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. So listen. First of all, that's what he was doing for the fucking 12 years. While he was in a tent, um, is fucking writing his fucking Jesus vampire fanfic. And, like, you know, you gotta find somebody to keep busy. Um, you know what? Uh, Jesus is a vampire. Cool. All right. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, if this was like a creepypasta, or not even a creepypasta, if this was just like a, a horror themed, like, you know, mature, level like fanfic like you know 18 plus right i'd be into fiction.net could have saved this man is that what you're saying is that what you're saying to me i'm just saying maybe maybe if he had an outlet to like express his ideas in in a healthy way probably wouldn't do anything um but i'm just saying now jesus is a vampire i want to know if there's vampire jesus fanfics on fanfiction.net like now i want to know I'm going to have to look into it. Put a tab. If there is, maybe we can read it on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they'd be happy to hear anything from us. Um. (laughs) So, Weston told his family daily that the end was near. Which is just sort of like, okay, find find something new. You know what I mean? That's clickbait, sir. Yeah. Fucking clickbait. Some even believe that Weston began to believe that he himself was vampire Jesus. According to the children, he would say things like, quote, if you've seen God, you've seen me, end quote. And within the confines of the isolated, stifling environment that Wesson had designed for the family, it became the truth. One member of the family said of Wesson in an interview, quote, he was God. That's just the way it was, end quote. And this God was a wrathful God indeed. Punishments would last for weeks or even months. Serafino Wesson, a member of the family who was subjected to Wesson's terror, said of his punishments, quote, a 30-day punishment involved, well, 21 hits on your person, and then that's one set in the morning, and then one set in the afternoon, and one before you went to bed. Now imagine getting that for 30 days straight. Fuck. For the boys, Wesson's will was enforced with corporal punishment. The girls, however, were taught a very different kind of lesson. Something Wesson called loving. Uh Uh-uh. So trigger warning for you here. If you need to step out for a moment... Feel free to do so. Take care of you. Do what you got to do. Marcus Wesson would begin touching the girls sexually when they were about seven or eight years old. And the grooming began even before that. Some said they felt it was wrong. And others said that since Wesson's rule was all they knew, they had no way of knowing that they were being violated. When asked why their mother, Elizabeth, didn't stop the abuse, the children said that they felt their mother was powerless. Quote, she'd been with my dad since she was eight years old, said Keani Wesson. So I felt that she was pretty much, you know, caught up in the same thing. 
Wesson sexually abused no less than two daughters and three nieces, each of whom, whom he married in a home ceremony when the children were between the ages of seven and nine years old. Court records indicate that Wesson fathered up to 18 children with seven women and girls, including his five daughters. Mm. Psychiatrist Edward Hallowell, director of the Hallowell Centers in New York and Boston, has said that Marcus Wesson used fear as a manipulative tool within the family. Quote, what he basically did was create this crucible of fear. He used fear, extreme fear, to get these kids to act completely counter to their self-interest. End quote. As the kids grew older, they were allowed to get jobs, as long as they all turned all their money over to their father. Such was his control over their minds that he could, send, he could even send them out into the world to work a job and bring their paycheck home to him without, causing, without raising any cause for alarm. So, like, these, like, some of the kids were working outside of the home, you know, that had reached the age of adulthood. They were working outside the home. They were making a wage, and then they would come home and give him their whole paycheck. And at any point, they could have walked into a police station or, you know, but they didn't. Yeah. Because he's fucked them, like, psychologically. Yeah. Like, they are, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming that the correct word would be brainwashed, really. Um, And that's, that's where, like, I didn't, I didn't necessarily put in the vampire cult murderer thing in like for shock value or like to make you like it wasn't a funny I wasn't pulling a funny I really do like this whole like concept like the concept of Jesus is a vampire like whatever it's very like it's very like edgelordy or weird but but the cult part of this is very present because it is very much what we see with other cults where this figure who's in the center of it all is sort of like the nexus point right and and he is able to like pull everybody else into his orbit except for this fucking dude cheated i mean it's probably not a good way to word that but i mean he was a lot of these people's father right like it was this this horrible like this incestual mess and he didn't have to whereas when you look at a cult like heaven's gate right marshall applewhite had to win those people over when we look at jim jones jim jones had to win those people over he had to find where they were broken first of all he had to find the people who were broken and then he had to find exactly where they were broken and speak to that right that's what we see Mm -hmm. in our cult leaders and that's what makes them so dangerous is because they can speak to exactly that broken piece. Yeah. That well, defies logic. But this guy just the reason he was in charge is because he was the head of the family. And well, you were born into the family and you don't escape he, it. He made sure that they were born broken. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? That they didn't have a chance to not be broken. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, you know, just shitty. However, not all of the children in the Wesson home remained under Marcus Wesson's control. Here or there, a niece or nephew would leave the home in search of a better life and would subsequently be excommunicated from the family. There are multiple instances of a niece leaving the family and not being able to take her children, fathered with Marcus Wesson, with her when she leaves. Like, if you left, you left on your own and you left... Your kid's there. Mm. Um, This is actually what led to the fateful call on March 12th of 2004. Two of Wesson's nieces, who had borne his children, were there to take them back. So, police responded to what had been described to them as a child custody dispute. Whoa, (laughs) little did they know uh, what would be left for them to unpack. Because nobody knew about this. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing about this case is is nobody knew about this because they were nomadic, because they sort of kept a low profile because and he did. Marcus Wesson did all of this by design. He had sort of by and large kept away. Right. You got that one fraud case in 1989. But by and large, you know, nobody knew that these kids even existed. 
So nobody was advocating for them because nobody knew they existed. Right. So the police respond to what they think is a child custody dispute. And raw police audio from the scene captured the voices of the two nieces screaming at Wesson for their children. Wesson stood at the door telling the women that he wouldn't give up the kids under kidnapping conditions, which is what he called it, and calmly told police that he would cooperate. Then he disappeared into the house. Just going to say, like, you probably get this in law enforcement training, but just... Don't let them disappear into the house. If you could just not let them disappear into the house, because this isn't the only case that this happens, and it just really kind of irritates me because it's like, you just go on, you just go and let him go. You just go and no. fucking go let him get his fucking shoes on and change his shirt. Not. Are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely not, sir. You stay on this front porch. Actually, probably you don't even have a porch. You're in a fucking tent, right? No, they were living in a house at this point. Oh, okay. They were living in a house. And the people well, in the neighborhood, of course, obviously, like, heard the screaming and stuff, which is why the police are there. Got right? it. Got it. Um, but, yeah, he just uh, he just dips back in the house, and I guess that's allowed. Um, but he said he'd cooperate and disappears. Two of the children inside the house, 8-year-old Illabelle and 13-month-old Yeva, belonged to Kiani Wesson, Marcus Wesson's oldest daughter. Kiani Wesson was inside the house that day and watched as her children, along with her closest sister, Lise, and six other Wesson kids were led into a back bedroom. She would never see them again. No one is exactly sure what happened next. Police claim they heard no gunshots. Kiani Wesson tearfully told ABC News in an interview that she thinks... Sabrina Wesson, her 25-year-old sister, pulled the trigger and killed her son, sister, nieces, and nephews. Quote, I think he had her take everybody, and then he took her life. End quote. Then Marcus Wesson calmly reappeared at the front door of his house as if nothing was amiss. The only problem being, of course, that his clothes were covered in blood. As 57-year-old Marcus Wesson was arrested and led away, officers entered the house and confirmed everyone's fears. Nine bodies lay in a tangled pile on the floor of a back bedroom that was eerily filled with antique coffins. Wesson's other children, who were not present inside the house that day, survived the incident. Marcus Wesson was convicted of nine counts of first-degree murder on June 17, 2005, and also found guilty on 14 counts of forcible rape and the sexual molestation of seven of his daughters and nieces. Wesson was sentenced to death on June 27, 2005, and is currently in San Quentin State Prison. So it's really difficult to find a silver lining in this story, but y'all know I'm damn persistent. <laughs> well, so it, just to kind of go back a little bit, so nobody heard a gunshot? Police said that they didn't hear a gunshot. Neighbors and bystanders said that they heard the gunshots. That's so weird. Nine. Very, that's something that I want to talk about, like, when we kind of discuss it, like, okay. which, I mean, we can get into it now. What the fuck? We don't have, like, a format, but um, police said they didn't hear gunshots. Neighbors and onlookers said they heard gunshots. Nine people died. Which means nine times the gun was shot. Yeah. Why didn't we get in that house? Right. Why didn't we get into that house? Why did we wait for this man to come back to the front door? Covered in blood. Why didn't we get in that house? Right. That's I don't my understand. Issue. But police are saying, you know, police have said that they didn't hear the gunshots. And maybe they didn't. But it seems strange that police wouldn't have heard the gunshots, but the, the bystanders heard them. Right. You have witnesses who say that they heard the gunshots. Right. And neighbors. So and like, doing? unless you had like a fucking silencer on your shit, which I mean, I don't know. I mean, whatever you shot them with, what uh, it, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, none of the case files mention. I, I mean, case files. I've been watching too much fucking 
CSI. Um, none of the research that I did mentioned any silencer. Like, I mean, you can make a pretty cheap silencer. So it's possible that he could have had one, but nobody mentioned anything about a silencer. That's at weird. The scene. So. That's weird. I don't really understand why they wouldn't have heard that. Yeah. And again, going back to your point, why you even let him go back into the house anyway? That should happen. Like you already all, have a situation, all. right? I guess, where like. I guess you have a situation, but again, like to to play devil's advocate, they thought they were responding to a child custody dispute. They did not understand that this man was very sick. They didn't understand the level of like everything that was going on. Right. That this was I, his like Ragnarok, basically. I get that. Um, I still feel like it's a good practice to just not let him go back right, inside because you don't like, know what's inside, girl. Like, no, like, I, I don't know. It, I, I'm Jodie Foster to me, <laughs> from fucking Silence of the Lambs would have never let him go back inside. Don't. No, she just goes in by herself and like. Not wise either. Which is not wise also. But she, at least um, she went the fuck in. I'm over here like, how do you get off nine shots and like the fucking cops that's are standing what I don't on understand. your fucking front porch? That, I mean, yeah, that's how what would I you don't not understand. Hear and how would you not come right through the fucking door? I have a big issue with that in this case. And I, I don't, I mean. that That's a mystery. I'm like, I don't, yeah. that's that's a that's a strange part about this for yeah. me. Yeah. I don't. Um, Raising an eyebrow. Uh, my eyebrows very raised. Mm-hmm. It's almost. Raised. We're gonna need a treatment. Cause, suspicious. Cause I'm getting... <laughs> 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 we need a treatment because I'm getting wrinkles up here from this eyebrow being raised too much. Uh huh. All right. So you ready for the uplifting part? Because I really is there to just get... like I don't. I mean, it's sorta sorta it... makes you feel better. Uh, I mean, please something it's like. Something. Um. So it's. Again, very difficult to find a silver lining, but I need a fucking silver lining, and I'm a I'm a look for one. Damn it! Um, so one of the reporters who interviewed, because obviously after this happened, like it was huge, and all these different news networks were covering it. You interestingly don't hear much about Marcus Wesson now, and I don't know if it's just that there's not a lot of details about how the family lived for so long, like. I don't know if it's that there's not a lot of like nitty gritty details or that the story is kind of hard to follow because these these children are his grandkids and his kids and also his nieces and also his nephews all together. It's a lot. Um, so I don't know if it's that, but it doesn't tend to get covered a lot in the true crime podcasts that I listen to. And um, so it's very... Or maybe it's just that he's black and we just don't cover black serial killers. Mm, yeah. Even if they're the biggest mass murderer in uh, in Fresno, California. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. But um, it just doesn't get covered a lot. But apparently when it happened, um, and I don't remember it, to be quite honest with you, um, I don't remember it. I was trying to coverage. I was trying to think because you were, what, 2004? Yeah, it was 2004. We would have been, like, aware of stuff, but I guess, I don't know. I don't aware know. of stuff. <laughs> Honey, I mean, I'm here to tell you, in 2004, I wasn't aware of shit. I mean, in but like, I'm not aware of. My fucking, the only thing I was aware of in 2004 was my fucking, like, LimeWire fucking playlist. Yeah. You know what I mean? AOL. Like, that was the only thing I was I aware America of. America Online. I never had AOL. I had, um, I may have had AOL, but I was into Yahoo Messenger. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yahoo Messenger was Yahoo Messenger. No, uh, I've already, I think I've said this before, ICQ. Yeah. Because I wasn't allowed to download anything onto yeah. my computer. You know, very bad. Yeah. Don't download Viruses. anything. Viruses. If you download anything, it's a virus. Yeah. Can't download. I mean, I still live by that rule. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm just like, download. No. Uh, no not so much with Max. Um, with, uh, with, my, with my Lenovo, I live by that. Yeah. So... So to get around that, I had to go to like the online ones, which were the the ICQs. Oh, chatpit.com was a whole nother story, but it was less wholesome than Yahoo Messenger. The things that we did in 2004, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it. Mm. Are they much better than what we're doing in 2020, though? Like, well, no, like, we, we could just probably, like, 
get in like we would we would definitely be canceled if cancel culture was a thing in 2004 you know what i mean like i don't know i i just feel like it would not i feel like parents i feel like parents today would have probably had i feel how do i want to say this I feel like today's parents would not have been equipped for kids who got into the fuckery that we got into. That's in, what I'm saying. When we were kids. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, there's no telling who I was fucking talking to on the on the <laughs> damn and and yes. it, it was just it's just that's a moment in history and we're just gonna we're just wow. gonna leave it packed yeah. in the past. And you know, it's okay to, you know, visit it like occasionally Hopefully like you weren't nostalgia. talking to Marcus Wesson. Hopefully I wasn't. But who knows? I don't think you were. Like I said, my little closeted self was a fucking blonde, blue-eyed, like, busty thing just trying to, like, explore things on ICQ (laughs) that I probably should not have been doing. Yeah. And there's no telling what was going on. Danger. Lots of danger. Well, Don't do a, it. That's a horror story for another episode. Do you want? Can I? Can I share my uplifting piece of information? I mean, everybody's I, I, fucking <laughs> bummed out, and now we're talking about ICQ, and they are just like, <laughs> I fucking didn't miss this podcast at all. Why what did is you bring it? it back? What? All right, I want you to hit just me. Keep hit it. Me. I don't need it. Hit me with that silver lining. Okay. So one of the reporters, remember, there was this huge media storm, and one of the reporters who had interviewed the Wesson children, Alicia so- Sofios decided that she couldn't just sit by and watch from the sidelines on this case. Despite knowing that she was breaking the number one rule of journalism, she YouTube would be very upset with her. Because YouTube is a place for journalism. What is the number one rule of journalism? <laughs> Never become part of the story. Really? Never become part of the story. Uh, so despite knowing that she was breaking that rule, she invited two of the women Wesson had abused to come live with her. Gypsy and Kiani had never been to school and had no way to make a livable wage. Sophios knew this, and so she invited the women to live in her apartment with her, and they did. The gesture wasn't soon forgotten either. Gypsy and Kiani have since gone on to build lives of their own. Gypsy even had a daughter with a different man, whom she named Alicia in honor of the woman who took her in. Oh, that's sweet. See? It's really sweet. Yeah. Got that for you. Yeah. That was sweet. And with that said, I'd like to end this case by putting the focus where it belongs on the victims of this horrible man. Because he is not important. His name is not important. He's not a god. He's not vampire Jesus. He's just sick and sad. These are the names we remember and the spirits we lift up. Sabrina April Wesson, age 22. Elizabeth Briai Kina Wesson, age 37. Ilabel Carey Wesson, age 8. Aviv Dominique Wesson, age 7. Jonathan St. Charles Wesson, age 7. Sidonia Solario Wesson, age 2. Marshy St. Christopher Wesson, age two. Ethan St. Laurent Wesson, age four. Yeva St. Vladens Vripi Wesson, age one. And that's it. I think that if you're listening, I think definitely in the spirit of the season right now, light a candle. Mm-hmm. Um, light a candle for the memories of those uh, those that were taken just extremely too early and born into a situation that they should not have been born into. Right. Um, who didn't have a choice in it. Who were essentially born to be broken and i think that we should all light a candle for those people and um 
for everyone involved in that situation. And so yeah. can I, um, and I know this is really superficial to say, but beautiful names. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they would have been beautiful people too, had they not been, uh, been taken too soon. So, um, there you go. God. Yeah. Uh, vampire cult sounds fun when you when you get started, and then it just is so soul crushingly sad. So um, glad. To so be, you have done your job. You have effectively done your job. Glad to be back to bring you this sadness that that I'm just marinating in over here. And what is uh, it with you in this? Like, do you just like? I really want to think of the most fucked up topic. No, do you know what it and, is? Like, do you know what it is? It's, it's, I think the cases that move me, one are things that I don't think are talked about enough. And two, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I'll like hear about a case and I just have to cover it because I'm just like, what in the fuck is this case? But most of the time it's a situation where like, if we don't remember those I think about those kids and I'm like nobody knew that they existed so nobody could advocate for them because he kept them hidden away from the world so they didn't get to have a life and nobody knew that they were there and then they were taken from the world and it's like that's fucked up and somebody should remember them and and I I gravitate towards those stories because somebody ought to remember it's somebody it should be somebody's job to remember and to tell the story and to carry it with them and and that's in some you know it in our, in our like shitty trash tastic podcast it's a way that i can think of to remember them because they were here and they were important and somebody should remember their name absolutely so absolutely Wow, welcome back. <laughs> Even though there's that meme that's like, imagine dying in, in a shitty true crime podcast talking uh-huh. about you, and I'm just like, damn. Or, yeah, I, it I was, really do it try. Was, uh, like, they, they uh, imagine some girls skips your episode <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> because it seems boring. Damn. Fuck. You know. I mean, mine would be for COVID. <laughs> like, well... She tried to get out of the recliner again, but didn't quite make it. <laughs> that was it for her. And like, that was it. She was done. She you tried know? to get out of the recliner without closing it. It. They were two podcasters. They lit candles in a very flammable room, and <laughs> very flammable uh, room. and then they they just went up. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And that's yeah. the end of their their show. I'm looking forward to that. We should make a we should make a deal. Drop a contract to. With one of our our fellow true crime podcasts to cover our our case when we with us lighting all these candles in this room filled with fiberglass. <laughs> <laughs> we should pick out who you want to cover. <laughs> maybe they'll have an audio. Maybe they can do an audio drama. It would be incredible. about about us. We've hey, we've done an audio drama. <laughs> you should listen to it. It's gonna come out next week. So I uh-huh. depressed you really bad this week coming back. Sorry about that. Yep. Um, but y- here it is. You wanted you wanted it. You actually wanted this. Facebook, I'm looking at you. They'll, you asked for it. They'll get a. It's fine because they'll get a buffer before my my episode right. when I come back because right. we'll so, we'll do that. So, so you got real depressed this week. Next week, fun, family friendly. Fun for everybody from from nine to ninety nine. <laughs> Fuck that though. From zero to ninety nine. From 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 fetus to ninety nine. Um, and more fetus to uh, ninety nine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're gonna get that next week. It's gonna be in two parts. First part is October thirteenth. That's a Tuesday. So pay attention if you are like me. And you don't know what day of the week it is ever. Tuesday is when the first part is dropping, not our normal Wednesday release. There won't be an episode on Wednesday. And then part two is dropping on Thursday, the 15th. So you'll get parts one and part two that week. Enjoy it. Throw a fucking party. Dress up. Gather around your radio like a fucking fireside chat. I'm all about it. Um... And if you do, like, I mean, if you do anything fun to, like, celebrate and listen to it, send us pictures. Like, that would be so cool. What a fucking... 
<laughs> goober thing to say. I mean, say. but if you do, I mean, I'm really <laughs> excited about it. Like, we worked really hard on it. It was in the works for the long t- for a long time. And when we kept telling you guys, like, oh, we have something. Trust us. And you guys were like, they fucking they ain't got, got shit. We actually did. Um, we, we were we actually doing it for things. months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's been hard sitting on this secret. It has. It's, it's not quite comfortable. No. Not quite there yet. Um, so, yeah. So, definitely listen to it. Let us know what you think. Um, again, it's safe for kids, so you don't have to worry about that. And, um, yeah. Let us know what you think. And then we'll see you guys uh, the week after with a brand new regular episode on Wednesday. Yeah. And it'll be a Kenny episode. It'll so. be a Kenny episode. So, there's no telling what the fuck you're going to get. So you can you can come in secure in the knowledge that I'm not gonna fuck with that it me. won't be He's absolutely fuck fucking super depressed. I don't know. Maybe it will be. Who knows? Some, I don't know. Sad ones. Have I? Have I, mean, I done yes, sad ones? Yeah, you have. Do I do sad episodes? I don't I feel like name one. Maybe. I don't know. I don't fucking <laughs> listen to this podcast. No, I'm um, I try not to. I I try to keep us balanced. You know. Yeah. Bring, bring uh, that light in. I think, well, yeah, we try to balance. We try to balance each other. So, but anyway, um, I think it's that time. You remember when we, like, we have to do, like, our social media stuff and all that? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Do we remember how to do that? Do we remember our social media handles? Do we even care? Because most everybody has already done, has already left, even though (laughs) you know how much that is fucking irks me when you leave because i'm telling you some of the best editing happens at the end that's true closeouts are closeouts closeouts are great it's a whole vibe it's a whole thing i mean we ain't doing shit on this closeout but no but but i mean it might be fun you don't know what happens at the end you just don't know it's like life you don't know (laughs) i think i know what happens at the end of life though Anyway. Well, can you please fucking <laughs> tell me? Can, I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. It's kind of a bummer. Um, <laughs> so you can bad find, ending. You can find us on Instagram at the Haunted Heart Podcast. You can uh-huh. find us on Twitter at the Haunted Heart. Uh-huh. You can find us on Facebook in two different places. If you search the Haunted Heart, you will find. If you search the Haunted Heart Podcast, you will find our Facebook page, right? Yep. Which is like the page for our organization, and it really helps us. <laughs> With posting shit, if you will just go ahead and give us a rating on Facebook, like a five-star rating, for example, is a rating that you could give us if you wanted to be a good person. Right. Um, And then by searching Haunted Heart Podcast on Facebook, you can also find our closed Facebook group. It's a private group. Nobody can see what's being posted in there unless they're in the fucking group themselves. So it is very much like Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. So if somebody else can see what you're posting in there, it's because they're in there posting the same bullshit. So you're good. Aunt Bernice is not going to see your fucking freak flag until you're ready to fly it at Thanksgiving dinner and make a memory. Uh Uh-huh. So... Uh, definitely request to join either Kenny, myself, or a member of our Murder Mod Squad. We'll approve you, and it's just a cool place to talk about horror, um, to talk about the topics we cover on the show, to talk about anything, really. Um, it's just a really cool community, and we would love to have you in it. Yeah, as long as your name isn't, uh, Barbara Charrington. Oh, Barbara, (laughs) Barbara Charrington, sweetie, if you... If you request to join the Facebook group, I will personally approve you. (laughs) Because I want to know what you have to say to Kenny. <laughs> no, that was you. Oh, she, she was the me? one. Barbara Charrington was the one who said, "Curb yourself curb and tell yourself the story." Curb yourself and tell the story. Yeah. Oh, I'll let you. Barbara is the are. Barbara's the curb yourself person. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right, Barb. That's you all right, Barb. Come on in. Barb. Come on into my house, Barb. <laughs> I mean, if she comes in into the house, I mean, you definitely want to talk about a vampire cult. Like, I mean, <laughs> they will get you. There's lots of cannibals in this cult. That's true. And fair warning, Barbara, you may just want to bite the curb <laughs> on this one. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the other thing that we have that I completely fucking forgot about is Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Haunted Heart. <laughs> Check us out. Yes. Um, wow. Stuff Ironic, there. huh? Patreon, you have some stuff on the way. Patreon's saying, done with Patreon's it. Check, <laughs> Patreon left the chat. They said um, no. Check your mailbox is all I'm going to say. 
over the next over the next little bit. Four to Check six weeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Check it. Check it. Just let me know. Uh, let me know what's in there. Unless it's a bill, don't tell me if it's a bill. Anyway, I think that was the shittiest closeout I've ever done. Can we end this? We, yes. <laughs> but in all seriousness, we did miss you something awful. Something just hard. Just deep <laughs> down in there. We missed you something hard, you know. Okay, I think it's time to take a break. But, but It's hard we... for you. That's all we're going to say. <laughs> before we go... We just have to remind you guys to be good little boils and ghouls this holiday season. And stay spooky. So about the end of life, how does that go? Um, I think it's time for us to have a conversation. Ugh.